Hey friends, welcome to another R&R episode. As you'll recall, these short Friday episodes are bonus episodes where you get either Rachel or myself, Robin, and we're just uh, coming to you to give you a little rest and relaxation, a little thought-provoking something-something before you head into your weekend. So thanks for joining me today, and what I want to talk to you about is Christmas, because yep, it is that time of the year. I tell you what, there's been times throughout the year that I never thought we'd get to December, but here we are, thankfully. And I don't know about you, but the question that people are asking me a lot is, what do you want for Christmas? What's on your Christmas list? Well, I wish I could sit down with each of you and you could tell me what's on your Christmas list. And maybe I might even get some exciting thoughts, some exciting things that I could add to my own Christmas list this year, because... Honestly, my Christmas list is kind of boring. Um, Really, there's no need to get new clothes. I love new clothes, but you know, like I haven't got to wear hardly any of the clothes that I have in my closet from any of the seasons this last year. So it seems like getting new clothes is a little mm, not necessary. Uh, So really for me, uh, my list of of Christmas gifts is kind of nerdy. I really want a new microphone because, to be honest, every time I have to podcast from home, I have to borrow a microphone because our fancy microphones, uh, they live in Kansas City with Rachel, and I live in Columbia. So shout out to my friend Darren, who is always gracious to let me borrow his Yeti microphone. So uh, a new microphone for myself is pretty much top of my Christmas list. Um, Maybe even some new headphones that actually fit and don't squeeze my head while I podcast. That would be really nice, too. But as you can see, like the things on my Christmas list are like not very exciting and they at the heart of things really aren't even that meaningful. So it's made me really ponder and think and dig deeper into my soul and think about, you know, what do I really need this Christmas? And the thing that keeps coming up to to me, which isn't really very much fun to talk about, the thing that keeps reoccurring in my reading and in my quiet time is that I feel this sense, this deep sense that God is calling me to deeper humility. Now, I don't typically consider myself to be a proud or an arrogant person. I don't think that I kind of give off an air of discontentment or of uh, I deserve things. But having said that, when I look at my spiritual life and I think about how frequently or perhaps infrequently I really humble myself, it's embarrassing. But it's clear to me as I think about humility that I have a lot of work to do when I look at the life of Jesus and I think about how humble he was. I've been using an Advent book this season called Come Let Us Adore Him. It's a 21 daily Advent devotional from from Paul Tripp. And I'm just going to read a little bit of, uh, this was actually the very first day, December 1st, and it just stung me to the core, and I wanted to share it with you. The beautiful world that God had created was now broken and groaning. The direct result of the rebellion of the ones God had made in his own image and had placed his guiding and providing love upon. The evidence of its brokenness was everywhere. Now I'm just going to pause there and insert my own thoughts. You know, this is talking about when Jesus came, the, the evidence of the broken world. But I just want you to listen to this description of the world then. The evidence of its brokenness was everywhere, from the inner recesses of the hearts of people, to violence and corruption of government, to the existence of plagues and diseases. Sure, there was still beauty to be seen, but the whole world groaned under the weight of its brokenness. 
Yeah, that was my big sigh because you just think about this and think about the state of the world when Jesus came, whenever God sent his son to deliver us. And you just look at our world today and these words could not be more accurate. So I'll continue reading now. It says, it would have been just, just for God to stay his distance, to let the world quake and groan. It would have been a just response to the arrogant rebellion. I'm going to just, in my own words, say pridefulness because that's what speaks to me, my arrogant rebellion um, of being prideful. Then Tripp goes on to say that brought this brokenness onto the world. But in one gorgeous mystery of God's sovereign grace, he looked on his broken, rebellious world with eyes of mercy. So then you might ask, what did God do? And this is just what's so beautiful to me. As Paul Tripp continues, he says, the sovereign king over all things would humble himself humble himself and take on the form of a servant. He would live on our behalf the life we could never have lived. He would willingly die the death that you and I deserve to die. And he would rise from his tomb as the conqueror of sin and death. Paul Tripp goes on in that paragraph and ends it by saying this, his coming, his second coming stands as an affirmation that he will not relent. He will not be satisfied until sin and suffering are no more. And here's the best part. And until we are like him, dwelling with him in unity, peace and harmony forever and ever. So as I've been pondering that this week and that idea of until we are like him, And so as as we think about Christmas, this is what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about how can I be more humble? How can I be more connected to this God who did all those things like amazing humbleness? I can't even imagine how difficult it must have been to leave the comforts of heaven, the comforts of the relationship with the Father and the Holy Spirit to come here on this earth where he suffered every single day and ultimately suffered a terrible death on the cross for you and I. So my goal for this Christmas, what I really need, what I really want, is to grow in my humbleness. And I'm convinced that if I can grow and be more humble and sit back and sit at the feet of the Lord, then I will also grow in my contentment, in my contentment of knowing that every single good thing in my life that happens every single day is from God. It is a gift. It is all a gift. And I know it's cliche to say, but because of Jesus, you and I do have what we need today and every day. He is the gift that keeps on giving. But the other thing that struck me about this whole story of Christmas is the familiarity of it. If you've been doing this Christmas thing, this Christ following thing for any length of time at all, The songs are familiar. The scriptures are familiar. Hopefully you have traditions that connect you back to your belief in Christ that are also familiar. But I think sometimes it's that familiarity that just robs us of the joy because the familiarity just makes it sort of mindless. We just go through the motions. And because of my desire to be more humble, to be more connected, and my confidence that in doing those two things, I will find more joy and more contentment sitting at the foot of Jesus this Christmas, I have launched this 10-day wellness challenge. I don't know if you've heard about it, but there's still time to join me, and I hope that you will just be prayerful about joining me in this journey, the journey to really find more joy, the fullness of joy that Christ came to give us in the season of Christmas.
So I hope you will consider joining me in celebrating the familiar in an unfamiliar way this this holiday season. And the way this is going to look, it's pretty much a three-part mind-body-spirit challenge um, that I will lead you through, that I'll be with you every day of this challenge. Now, the challenge is going to start next Monday, December 7th, and it'll go the five weekdays, so the 7th through the 11th, and then we'll come back together on the uh, next week, the 14th through the 18th. So if you join the challenge, here's what you can expect. You're going to get an email and it's going to give you all the details. But the main points that you need to know is that there is a devotional component and some reflection questions and a space for you to, to really just make this joy, this journey to joy your own. Uh, the second component is the physical component, and it will give you and link you to some workouts that you can do each day. You can do one of them. You can do two of them. You can skip a day. You can insert walking or running or whatever floats your boat for the day, but it just gives you some options, some simple options and some choices that no matter where your physical uh, level is and where you're at on your wellness journey, uh, the goal is to meet you there and to just help keep us active knowing that it is part of God's desire for our bodies to do so. In the evenings, I will be hosting a Facebook Live where I'll just kind of bring it all together for the day, give a little recap on the lesson, talk about some interaction, hopefully, that's happening in the private Facebook group, which you will be invited to as well. A place for us to just join with like-minded folks who are really desiring deeper connection this holiday season. So that's what it's all about. I'm super, super excited. I'm also super thankful to Rachel for her willingness to come alongside and really make the magic happen. And uh, she's always so gracious to help me bring some of my crazy ideas to life. So with that, we both hope that you will join us for this wellness challenge. And we are praying for you in advance. Have a great weekend, everyone. Hey, friend. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We're honored that you're sharing your day with us. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. That way you get a notification when new episodes are released. And hey, we'd love for you to share this podcast with your friends and family. So make sure you do that. And remember, whatever you're going through, there's always enough grace for you today. So be sure to give it to yourself. Mm